When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. It is December 11th. It's time for the Wednesday Night War Show, AEW, NXT. Now, if you want your weekly wrap-up and news, check out the list, and your boy airs every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, and it is a big week. Friday alone, SmackDown and Ring of Honor. Saturday, NWA Into the Fire, and a huge UFC show. I have a preview podcast up on Fightful.com as well. Sunday, it is WWE TLC. Let's talk to one of the guys who is going to help me cover that uh, entire crazy weekend. Warren Hayes. Warren, you got ROH and NWA this Saturday. How you feeling? And and one of them I'm more excited for than the other. <laughs> I had to ask you. I had to be like, hey, listen, uh, Ring of Honor Friday. Smackdown's, Smackdown's more important, crazy to say, but... <laughs> Yeah, Sean was like, "Would would you would you mind like talking about Ring of Honor when you cover NWA?" I'm not sure that'll be fine. Absolutely, you I'd, got I'd it. like I'd like to not have a 3 a.m. night before my wife graduates in the morning. So sure. Eh. Uh, we are also here with Alex Palowski, who will also be covering a Friday show, SmackDown on Sour Graps, FightfulSelect.com. <laughs> Subscribe today, Alex. How you doing? Well, I was doing better until I realized that my my Christmas lights, the batteries mm. went dead. So a fire I was hazard, Alex. No, it's they're battery operated. It's not a fire hazard. It's cool, except for the battery's dead. So. Well, guys, leave a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. Comment your uh, favorite moment of tonight's Wednesday Night Wars on the comment board below. If you want your question or statement read on the air, donate a super chat. Helps me pay for these two guys because they don't work for free. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Warren, one word. Who won? Oh my god, NXT. Alex. <sighs> AEW. What? So, ah, I'm really torn on this one. I'm really, really torn on this one. It, it was a close show. More important stuff happened on NXT. So I'm leaning that direction. But, that MJF promo. That's some special. It's supposed to be one word, Sean. You're breaking your own. Yeah, rules, but it's Sean. my show. Yeah. AEW. AEW, and and we'll get into why because we're going to cover that one first. Which one of you clowns covered AEW tonight? <laughs> I, I like that Alex knows which direction on the screen to point because I never do. <laughs> I always do this first and then this gimmick. If I had myself in the middle, at least I could be pointing at one of you <laughs> and, and like at least play it off. But all elite wrestling, giving them the win. Uh, Shane Haas says, any rumblings of New Japan and who they might partner with, Impact or WWE? Uh, Harold May seems to say that it'll be Ring of Honor still, which why? First uh, off, I would rather them team up with Impact. Impact has a great roster. Plus, imagine modern Rob Van Dam in New Japan doing the stuff that he's doing. 
It's amazing. But let's talk <laughs> about All Elite Wrestling. We have John Moxley defeating Alex Reynolds with John Silver. Now, this will not be the last time we see Alex Reynolds on this show. Uh, Moxley wins quickly, as he should. Flying knee, paradigm shift. That's it. Warren, this was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, they're... This is what they want to do with John Moxley. They want him to run in. They want him to kick someone's ass, and uh, and that's that. And that's what he does. That's that's exactly. He's the tough guy, right? Of AEW, he's he's the tough guy, the dude that you can't easily take out. This is how they're they're positioning him. It's elevating him. It's uh, it, it's doing everything right. I'm 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 all for squash matches. They they they're still effective in. Uh, year of our Lord 2019. It works. I'm okay with it. After the match, John Silver attacks Moxley. Moxley hits him with a paradigm shift. Jericho makes his way to the ring with the inner circle. And then he asks John Moxley to join the inner circle. And this is one of those things like we know he ain't joining the inner circle. We know he ain't. And Jericho should know he isn't. But it's a matter of how he is treated from here on out. And Alex, I know that you focused on NXT, but if he's treated like a dumb babyface, while for once in WWE, their babyfaces are being treated smart, like Kevin Owens, ah, oh, that'd, that'd be a rough look. Yeah, yeah, it 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 would. I, I, the thing about it that I love is that it that um, Jericho makes a really good case for it, like. Moxley is just here to create chaos and and to tear everything down. Well, him teaming with Jericho would absolutely tear apart what AEW is is like tr- the like the the guys on top, like the elite. If they're the guys in charge, if they're the authority, what better way to screw the authority than teaming with Jericho to tear the whole thing down? Which like makes a good point, but we also know Moxley's definitely not joining anybody. He's out for himself. But I also got some uh, on the week that the NWO was announced for the Hall of Fame. I got some very strong, will Diamond Dallas Page join the NWO vibes yeah. from this little storyline? <laughs> and like, hey, you know what? It's fine. The the, the, the music, it, like, it, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's interesting to see where they're going with this, but I, I, I did love the way that Jericho laid the whole thing out, like, using your history. Like, you came to me when you were just getting your foot in the door, and I helped you. We had that rivalry in WWE and all that kind of... I like how they laid the, the history out, and I also love that Moxley didn't even have a mic in his hand. He was just there to listen. That was perfect. I like the... Uh, it, to me, it makes sense that Jericho does this, because it's a Hail Mary pass, and it establishes the fact that he doesn't want to fight John Moxley. He's gonna. He's just going to... It's one last ditch effort before this inevitability, because it was established tonight that John Moxley is the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. So it's a it's a last ditch effort to try and avoid fighting Moxley. How am I going to avoid it? Because Jericho doesn't have authority in AEW. Remember last week he was saying the powers that be want me to defend the title one last time this year. So he knows he can't wheeze a lot of the match. And the only way he can do it is by getting Moxley on his side. So to me, that makes sense. The only thing here that I found was cowardly of AEW is not mentioning Mitch the Plant by name. So I, I, want, that, I want that to happen. If, if Jericho can't get Moxley to join, I would love for him to play mind games with Moxley. Because if there's one thing that Moxley has shown he doesn't like – 
it's how ridiculous a lot of that shit was. So I'd love for him to like bring sure. Mitch the plant there to like mess with him. I'd love for him to bring like the stupid big syringe or the, the gas mask, any of those things that Moxley has talked about how much he hated, uh, just to, to try to get into his head. Cause Jericho's very good at that as well. A pooper scooper. Yeah, there you go. A scooper. Butcher, Blade, Bunny versus Cody and QT Marshall. Uh, they were able to, they being Butcher and the Blade, got to pick Cody's or tag team partner. It was QT Marshall, who is kind of like a right-hand man backstage. He's done a lot of stuff with Monster Factory, Ring of Honor. Uh, Cody said that he missed some time last month with hair plug surgery, uh, at least according to his panel at StarCast. But QT Marshall is back here doing this match, and of course, he gets pinned. What did you think of this, Warren? I thought this was fine, and I thought it it had a really good uh, last third that was really, really exciting. Um, You you know, I think that the introduction of the the Triple B – was is is still a little is still a little iffy, but at least we got a good feel for them tonight. Uh, as far as who they are, how they're going, you know, how they wrestle. I I thought the match was fine. I thought, and, and like I said, the final third was really good. I I really liked um, QT. At some point, he does like a like a somersault tope, uh, and and the way he executed is just it's just a little clunky, but not. He didn't botch it. He didn't ruin it. It was just, it was just uh, elegantly, uh, elegantly messy. You know, he did, he did, he ended up, he did it. He it landed, but and I thought it was delightful. It, it was, uh, it was less a cartwheel tope than it was a cartwheel gentle elimination from the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> did Cody hit a crossroads tonight? No. So, like, the last three we've seen are not from Cody, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I like in- integrating QT Marshall into this as well because now when he does enhancement matches, you know who he is a little mm-hmm. bit more than you did before. It, it really did give him the rub. Uh, Darby Allen hits the ring after this and offers Cody his hand before heading backstage. I don't know what's up with this. Uh, I... You know, if they were to do a team, I don't know how much sense it would make when you've got Dustin there, at least if you're Cody. But Dar- oh. Darby said on, on Twitter, Darby said, uh, if you need a partner, uh, an actual partner for these guys, I'll be glad to team with you. Shots I mean, fired. Didn't, he didn't actually say that, but he basically said, if you need a partner to, to face yeah. these two guys, um, I'll be happy to team with you as long as I get my rematch if we win. Oh, because yeah. obviously, obviously, he wants to be the only goth gimmick in AEW. I think that's the thing. Uh, they want to take everyone else out. Yeah, yeah. yeah good luck. Hope he's got about a year to feud with people because <laughs> Jesus, uh, uh, it's, uh, I, it's a long burn storyline. I, I again, I love uh, the look of the Butcher and the Blade, especially when they make their entrances. Like mm-hmm. the 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 Blade having the gimp mask that also has a monocle. Like I don't know if you noticed that the gimp mask. That the blade ha- wears has a monocle, and then the butcher actually has the monocle. The butcher looks like if Teddy Roosevelt time traveled to Mad Max times. Like it's awesome. I yeah. love that. I love that guy. He looks so cool. I like and- that. Hey, and credit to Pepper Parks for reinventing himself. Braxton Suter in Impact Wrestling, mm-hmm. dude has reinvented himself. I remember when I was at the the Smash Wrestling wrestling shows in Toronto uh, over SummerSlam weekend, and I heard their name a ton and. 
Quite frankly, I wasn't too familiar with Butcher and the Blade. I watched them. Then I saw, I got to see him up close backstage, and I was like, that's Braxton Suter. Good for him because there's a lot of people, they get on TV, they don't get quite the push they want, but they still coast off that, that TV recognition. Not him. He went out and did something different. And you, uh, uh, also, I think it's good to point out how interesting Allie is now. And you, she really leans into this this oddball character that uh, that she has. We saw it when she was in Impact, when she was part of the Sue Young Dark Universe, whatever it was. Um, and she, she thrives in that type of character. It works for her. She's already much more – she's letting her natural charisma come through a lot more than just – blonde and smiling and cheery and having a good time this is much more this is a but much better fit for her so i'm happy on that on that level as well yeah i could only deal with the alley that was all smiles and then she got upset and would like kind of scowl and do the cartoon character frustration thing for so long because quite honestly i, I thought the cherry bomb character was a hell of a lot better than the alley character after sure. really the first six to eight months of that and a lot of her deficiencies in the ring were covered up by Impact Wrestling. They did that very well. And I dig this role. Uh, now, we can talk till the cows come home about how similar a lot of these gimmicks are. But I think they're, they're doing pretty well with it early on after that weird intro uh, that they didn't yep. need. Oh, this MJF promo. Jesus, get the hose, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did this... I, I don't want to – I'm not going to mention any other heel in wrestling because there is none that compares to him. There are none that deserve the mention alongside him. There are right now none that even deserve the comparison. None. None. Maybe Seth Rollins. Maybe Jay Seth White. Rollins. Who? Jay White. Jay White. Jay White. Maybe. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. We, for another time, Sean. For another time. If Jay White's in front of this crowd, it doesn't work. Mm, Jay White is another kind of heel, Jay, though. If Jay White's even in Long Beach, where New Japan has killed the town for three years, they've run 732 shows <laughs> in California. Jay White ain't getting this kind of heat with a promo. Uh, it, it, they're two different. Jay White is a heel that people dislike. Whereas we like to dislike MJF. Jay White could beat Kobe Bryant in the legs with a ball bat in the Staples Center and not get this kind of heat. I disagree. It's not going to happen. Not Jay White. Jay White stands in the middle of a ring after beating top guys in New Japan and people file out of the building. How about this? Because they're mad. MJF doesn't have to beat top guys to get people angry. I don't know what you guys are even arguing about. It's obviously Baron Corbin. He's the best Obviously, everybody hates Baron Corbin. Like, like he he put dog food on Roman Reigns. He's the best in the business. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so MJF brings in a member of the Ring Crew, a key grip, and says that if he kisses the ring after this key grip laughed at Cody last week for clowning his crossroads, that he would let everything go. Guy, guy was, because Cody brought up about how MJF botched it. And MJF is like, all right, listen, man, I'll let it slide. Just kiss the ring. Then he hits him with a crossroads. A good one. 
which you can tell it bothered MJF, the reaction to that. And he goes, that one looked pretty good. (laughs) That was really good, man. Oh, that was so good. MJF goes after Cody for everything. Oh, man. Talks about the word fake, says that Cody's hair looks like a cat pissed in it. (laughs) Says that he should get Tony Khan to try to fire him from AEW, but he won't. Says that he'll give Cody a match if he can agree to stipulations, but... There was just so much good. Like, he did something so simple as, like, high school bully mentioning Cody's lisp, which mm-hmm. everybody has known is there. But, and maybe it was brought up, maybe, but I can't remember when, which is kind of amazing that it hasn't been. But then again, you do have Jake Hager almost always on the same brand as him. From, like, sure. 2009 to two thousand. 16, these two guys were on the same brand, so Jake Hager's going to get all the lisp jokes. Warren, this ruled. Yeah, this was absolutely fantastic. You sit there, and you look at MJF, extreme close-up, dominating the camera. And this is a thing, all right? This is something that you have to point out, and it's something that not everybody understands. There's a difference between talking into a camera and taking over the camera. MJF's eyes are locked dead center in the middle of the lens, and he is not budging. He's not looking around. He's he, he, His attention is entirely focused right in the dead center of the camera. He's looking at you at home. He's telling you these things. You cannot but pay attention to what he's saying. This was absolutely fantastic. If, if I am going to nitpick a little bit, just a tiny bit. The one thing that bothered me most about the promo was its positioning on the card. Because at some point I was like, well, come on, Cody. You, you're just backstage. You just finished a match. There's, there, there's nothing but air separating you right now between you and MJF. Come down to the ring. So I think the positioning of the promo would have been beneficial if it was a little later on where we sort of where the the the, the Cody match sort of had it, uh, time to to drift away from us and just create some separation whereas here i was expecting Rhodes to to jump in at at any given moment plus i probably would have liked mjf if he was a real deal heel like jay white mm-hmm. He would have probably... They had to mute like 15 seconds of the promo because the crowd was cursing at him. Well, they'd probably do the same in New Japan if we understood Japanese enough to understand the curses that they're throwing at at Jay White. But my point here is I would have stretched out MJF saying, no, Cody, we're not fighting just a couple of weeks more, just a a tiny bit more. He wanted Cody to suffer. He wanted Cody to... To get to to get like I this agree. black abyss of darkness in his heart, well, just stretch it out a bit more before saying, "Yeah, but I have stipulations, and I'm going to announce them in a couple of weeks." I, I agree. The same as as Brandy. Like we we got her hair cutting all the time, mm-hmm. but like in one night we got here they are. They've been cutting hair. Pledged to us. Okay, here's a person who's pledging. Buzz their head. Like there was no build to all this. There was a little build to this. But I think it should have lasted until after Christmas. Sure. Absolutely. 
And and it probably would have motivated some fantastic social media promos at the same time. There's a lot of material that could have come out of it. I thought it would have benefited. I mean, it's okay if they if they want to pull the trigger on it. That's all right. But, you know, and especially, you know, it's very WCW-ish to be like, hey, we got stipulations, but we're going to announce them down the road. We're going to announce them next week. Announcing that we're going to announce stuff. That's that's very WCW. And it, I mean, it's okay, mm-hmm. but I can't help but point it out. They, they, the thing that's interesting to me is that they still haven't said, uh, I believe, at least MJF, MJF hasn't said on, on the air on TNT, I hired the butcher and the blade to attack you. They're on my payroll. He said it only on Twitter last week, which is a major development commentary, in the storyline. Yeah. Commentary covered it. Okay, commentary good. put it over. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they did that. That, yeah. that's good. The, uh, the one thing I would have, that I might have liked to have seen added to, uh, to the promo is a specific thing like you're not going to fire me because you know I'll get picked up immediately and you don't want to see me on another network on yeah. this night because you know I'll draw ratings. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I a, thought that's, was coming. That's a, yeah, but and it didn't come. I thought maybe it's coming down the line. Maybe they don't want to enter in that little discussion. Yeah, but MJF has to be has to be at the top of WWE's poaching list if they really oh, want to grab yeah. flop. Absolutely. The very top. The MJF is going to be huge. There is no question. He is going to have a long and extremely successful career in professional wrestling if he can stay healthy. Okay, I'm a little bit behind here, so or behind schedule rather. Dark Order vignette, Alex Reynolds, John Silver. Now, I did have a couple issues with this, like I don't know if we're in Alex Reynolds' head. I don't know if that's just the way the video is airing. It's a little bit it's a little bit Lucha Underground, this this aspect of the vignette. Warren, your thoughts on it though. I loved it. I thought it was an upgrade from last week. I like the idea that uh, uh you know, is it like mind control to tele- like or some sort of telepathy that they're using to to single out the jobbers? You tired of being a jobber, Alex? I thought I thought that was fun. Uh, no, I liked it, and I thought it was an upgrade from being pawed in the face from last week. I was only listening to this because I was watching uh, NXT. I was like, Alex, you tired of being a jobber? I was like, well, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Reminiscent <laughs> reminiscent of my Alex pep talks of all these years. Alex, aren't you tired of being a jobber? I am, Sean. I am. Uh, Jay, Aaron Jay's fan, friend of the site, says, if Rosemary was not with Impact, she'd be a perfect rival or friend for Allie and AEW. I mean, naturally, because they're friends, yeah, but if I, if I were starting a company, I don't know that either one would be on my gotta get them list. Rosemary is made in Impact. She's like f- forever over in Impact, no matter what. She has some very, very loyal fans there. Uh, yep. we also have one. From Sean Cartier says, do you think Butcher Blade and Bunny will be the new villain enterprises? That's a very interesting comparison. I don't hate that comparison at all. Uh, Warren, I, I kind of dig that one. Well, we, we brought it up a couple of weeks ago, right? We'd call them the Butcher, the Blade, the Bunny, and the Beak, right? Yeah. If they were to come together. Uh, sure. I mean, the aesthetic is there. It worked perfectly. And the question is, is that where Mighty Skrull is going to end up? That, that's a whole That's a whole other nine yards right there. Well, Big Swole ended up on AEW Dynamite. Uh, she confirmed to Jeremy Lambert last week that uh, she had signed with AEW, that report by Squared Circle Sirens and Casey. 
Yeah, I don't need to see Emi Sakura on TV so much. A lot of people are saying like, oh, greatest, one of the greatest women wrestlers in the world. Maybe in Japan, it, it hasn't translated over here yet. The, I don't, the gimmick is dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> it's stupid. It's so dumb. I don't give a shit that a Freddie Mercury movie did bonkers box office last year. Cause this doesn't have a damn thing to do with it. She comes out with a mustache and a microphone. Okay. Okay. Well, first off, Christopher Daniels has seniority with the microphone in this company over her. He comes out with the same thing. If he grows a mustache, she's really going to have to stop it. I'm done with this gimmick. She's a very good worker, but the right call was made. Big Swole is special. Special. One of the best sellers in wrestling, period, in my opinion. Big Swole's great. I'm glad she won, Warren. Uh, and I'm not saying, hey, I want Emmy Sakura fired. I want her fired. I'm not saying that shit. Big Swole winning was the right call. Hope everyone on Reddit clipped that part there where he says, they will. I'm saying Emmy Sakura won. Yeah, I wanted her they fired. Um, yeah, of course they will. The uh, no, Look, Big Swole, Emmy Sakura is a little too goofy for my taste sometimes and tonight she sort of crossed that line a bit i love her work overall the gimmick greats but i like her work but in ring tonight there was a little too much of the goofiness but then again it was used in a way to help um uh show big swole's diversity in the ring Mm -hmm. where she can look she laid in some uh, fantastic strikes, like some really, really great, great strikes. That wheelbarrow DDT that she pulled on Sakura was wonderful stuff. But you know, the thing with the with with the microphone when she when she when she started doing James Brown, it was like, well, look, she has the chops to be a sports entertainer as well. She she can do little bits of comedy, little bits of levity. I thought it was good because it helped show that side of her as well. A perfect match. For Big Swole, if you ask me, she shone and she is special. And I'm this close to saying that they should strap a rocket to her back and make her the the face of the women's division. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know what? With with an emerging Britt Baker who's just going to keep getting better, and with Riho there, ah man, you could do a lot worse than what they're doing now. Uh, there, there's it's just weird. There's so many things that they should just tighten up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That would go so far in making this show better. Well, uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defeated Kip Sabian and Sean Spears. This is after a pot <laughs> promo where he said that he wanted a rubber match. I feel like I'm seeing so many of the same matches all the time with Pac, and I, I don't need to see it anymore. But Joey Janela has kidnapped Tully Blanchard. And you know what? I'm not buying it. I don't think Joey Janela can tie a knot that well. No, we pr- he proved it. Yeah, he, he proved it because because <laughs> when Spears arrived, he just lifted the 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 ropes that were around Tully's forearms, and Tully was also tied around like his waist. Yeah, and he just stood up. But, and Janela didn't even tie him to the chair. But Janela's facial expressions here were amazing. He's yeah, so they, demented. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it was by good. the way. The cast thing, not a work, guys. No matter what any, no matter what big cast is trying to tell you, not a work. We won't get into that, but I just wanted to clarify. So Sabian is left high and dry. And Hangman Page, Kenny Omega end up winning. I thought this was a nice way to get them a win 
without having Sean Spears involved that much, it furthered mm-hmm. his feud, and it got Paige and Omega a win. I was fine with this, Warren. I liked uh, – outside of the Joey Janela stuff, who, by the way, I'm starting to think that Tully Blanchard is going – is moving towards Joey Janela because this whole kidnapping setup thing, it was way too ridiculous for mm-hmm. it to be completely legit. But that that's a that's a whole other thing. The I think the real story here that we have to talk about is Adam Page, who tags himself in after uh, after Omega's clearly ready to finish the match, clearly ready to go for the one-winged angel, tags himself in, hits the buckshot lariat, and the execution on it was perfect. I love the ending. And Omega being like, all right, sure. So I this has got me thinking – on BTE, Page distancing himself from the elite is like, look, I got to do my thing. I'm done here. Sort of taking the shine off of Omega a bit, and you know, Omega not quite looking, looking at him a little unsure. Are we seeing the seeds of an Adam Page heel turn? Because I'm yes. going to tell you something, Sean Ross Sapp and the folks listening here on Fightful. I would, I think this would be fantastic for his career at this point. The first member of the elite since turning uh, into AEW to to turn on his friends. I mean, a lot of the people who, who started watching AEW is because of the elite. There's a bunch of people who wa- started watching New Japan because of the elite. So ha- Adam Page has that affection. If he turns on his friends legitimately, that is some instantaneous heat right there, which I think would be very profitable for him right now because he is treading water a little bit. I don't yeah. think he's recovered from losing against Jericho at All Out. I don't. Uh, he's fine. He, I'm not saying that he's a sinking ship or contraire, but you know, a little heel turn can give you that little jot in the arm. So when you're fa- when you come back and do the, when, when you come back as a baby face, then we love you a little more. Yeah. Just look at what they did with Daniel Bryan recently. I think it'd work wonders for him. The Tully Blanchard thing was so like I just feel like they they made that happen with Sean Spears just to get the Arn Anderson cameo. Like I mean I know mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure they didn't, but that's how it looks in retrospect because I think Sean Spears was a lot better standing by himself. Like I don't think that he needed that. I think that he cuts good enough promos by himself. I think sure. that, that he lost a little bit of aura when he had Tully with him. And if you want to keep Tully involved, I would probably just have him do something else. Maybe even throw him with Inner Circle or something like that. That way you can have a, another shit heel outside. I'd, 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 uh, I'd argue that uh, Sean Spears' booking didn't help him either. That's true. From being put all the way yeah. up here with a big, big high-profile feud with Cody Rhodes cracking a chair across his, uh, his head, making him bleed, and then losing the match and then not really doing anything with them afterwards, I think it's a combination of things. Yeah. Brandy Rhodes' video package airs. She takes shots at a lot of different women on the roster. Says that she still wants Chris Statlander, though, and then kisses the head of her uh, new bald protege. Sure. There's some random bald dude that she's not going to tell us who it is. Like, well, oh, not yet. I'll tell you that next. Like, I don't know who that... It's, it's, it's not working it? right now. It, right now, it's not working. If if this was just Brandy Rhodes throwing shade and she was like petty that all these people were getting TV time and not her, I'd buy that a lot more than I'm she buying. Be, she might be petty that she's not the only voodoo priestess on the roster or whatever. Yeah. You know, Luchasaurus, I, go ahead. 
No, no, I just wanted to say, I, you know, when she says, here's a drinking game, when she started talking about Britt Baker, she says, here's a drinking game, take a shot whenever. And I'm like, oh, she's going to say whenever commentary says that Britt Baker's a dentist. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. But no, that's not what she said. So, yeah. No, they're redundant I really about was... a lot of other shit with Britt Baker, yeah. as it turns out. Luchasaurus defeated Sammy Guevara. I, Luchasaurus has got to win. He's still moving around a little bit gingerly here and there. Uh, that I mean, he came back early from that hamstring. But he should win because he's super over, so he's got to win. We've yeah. been we've been saying this for weeks at this point. Yeah, I mean the whole of Jurassic Express has to they have to win. Uh, and Luchasaurus is mega over, so yeah, this was uh, this was a good call. This was uh, this was the best call actually. Yeah, my uh, my buddy was in the house in uh, Lucha Underground when Luchasaurus made his debut, and they was christened luchasaurus by the crowd because yeah. they were his name was vibora or whatever yeah <laughs> but you know how they normally say like from wherever like from this place or from this place apparently they said from a time when dinosaurs ruled the earth which never made it to air but my my friend was like sold whatever you give me now i'm sold <laughs> he was one of <laughs> yeah, the, this the... guy's been this guy has been over for years and the funny thing is like he and sunny kiss ironically i think were the two standouts of late lucha underground like there, yeah. it got to the point there there wasn't a whole lot there that I was enjoying anymore. Yeah. Sunny Kiss and Luchasaurus were it, so I'm glad to see him get a win. He's going to be great for them too. Uh, an eventual Luchasaurus MJF feud should be hilarious. Can't wait <laughs> for that. And the promos that come around there, um, very excited for that. Texas Street Fight: The Young Bucks defeated Proud and Powerful in a Texas Street Fight, which means that. Rick Knox can just publicly not give a shit about the rules that he already doesn't enforce. <laughs> uh, Young Bucks win. Warren, some highlights of this one that, that you particularly liked or didn't like. Uh, uh, I, uh, I mean the uh, the senton off the uh, off the um, off the stage setting at first. I thought that was fantastic. Like this one started off wild quickly, and that's what I really really liked. And uh, uh, you know, a little odd, but, you know, when Santana and Ortiz came out to attack the Bucks during their entrance, they rung the bell. They, he, they, they started the match. So I thought, oh, that's a little odd. And then they started beating up. And JR says, the, the sad thing here is that uh, the match hasn't started yet. And I'm like, no, JR, the match has started. And like a minute after, JR says, well, it's false count anywhere, no disqualifications. Like, JR, come on. He, he messed up a lot tonight, man. He, Especially he was... transitions into commercials over and over again. It was bad. I thought he. I actually thought he had done a good job last week. I thought last week he was he was very good. I thought uh, commentary was also exposed tonight when Jericho and Hager came, replaced Shivani and um, yeah. uh, and Excalibur. Uh, no one was calling the action. Jr.'s not. He's not the play by play guy. It's it. Correct. He's, he's a he's a glorified color guy at this point. No disrespect, but that's what he is. 
so when when Excalibur was gone, nobody was calling the act was calling the match during Guevara and Luchasaurus. They were all giving uh, color commentary. But back to the Bucks and Santana and Ortiz. Um, I uh, look the, the tables early on, just before the first commercial. Everyone, the tables were exploding into splinters. I thought it was fantastic. You know, we talk a lot about the Del Rio the Del Rio spot. You know, from from the uh, from the ropes that we think is we all collectively think is stupid. You know what else is stupid, and I think we have to put on that list too. Putting a trash can on a fallen guy to climb up on a rope and 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 do a move off of it while the guy is obviously holding the trash can. That I'm I'm done with that spot, especially tonight where where Nick climbs up on the top rope to do the dive, but meanwhile Matt climbs up on the same rope to dive to the outside. And then Nick does his dive. All the all the while, Ortiz is on the ground with the uh, with the trash can over his body, and I'm done with those spots. I think it's it, to me, it's on the same level as the Del Rio spot. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Alex, any quick thoughts as we wrap this one up? Well, it was one of those things where the the, the spot, the the Swanton spot on the stage, the tables, so early on was just a gigantic spot that I thought like there's. That's that is a finishing Should maneuver, man. like and and like I, I yes I, I guess the the Meltzer driver onto a chair is also very good and to each their own. I preferred the Swanton. That to me, I felt like if you had built to a something so the the fight goes up on the stage and you end it that way, it would have been a much bigger crescendo than you know Meltzer driver onto a chair. If you're looking to hit the high spots and end things on your terms. Whether you're crashing through a table or a mattress, my friends, BlueChew.com code Fightful is here to make sure you hit all the spots. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they're a lot better. They're a lot faster. You're not going to be able to determine a winner with one word on this one. Well, yeah, you will. And it's going to be yes, yes, yes. All night long, Thanks to BlueChew.com code Fightful. It's a lot cheaper because you can avoid the pharmacy. You can avoid the doctor, at least in person, because it's prescribed online by approved physicians. It ships straight to your door. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to block out days or multiple parts of days to get this stuff. It comes straight to you, so you can come straight to whatever it is you're doing. Right now, you can get it free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. Stuff is great. It's a chewable. It gets into your system a lot faster. You can take it on a full or empty stomach. Damn. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we have uh, a couple more super chats. Joseph Farley says, Swear Jar, also Blue Chew, didn't make me a jobber. True story. Hey, there you go. I mean, even if you're looking at the light, it's going to be for a lot more than three seconds, my friend. Someone also says, Undisputed Era turning on Adam Cole next week. Spoiler. I don't think they should ever break up. I don't think they should ever turn on Adam Cole. He's perfect for them. Whatever Finn Balor's got going on right now is right for him, Alex. This is the most over I've seen Finn Balor since since his first WWE main roster run, yep, and like yeah, absolutely. This what whatever he's gotten gone right now, do not mess with it. Like it, have him do this for a while longer until he stops 
being so over. Uh, yeah, this is uh, yeah. I, I I I don't think they need to break up the UE and 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 have them align with Finn Balor. I don't I don't think that's a I don't think that's necessary. WWE NXT. God damn, Alex Leo Rush yep. and Angel Garza. Everything is so good. From so the good. from the lighting during the the championship introductions, them like foaming at the mouth to get to each yeah. other. Leo is so good about that. Yeah. I don't remember a time, even when Neville had it, even when Enzo Amore was main eventing Monday Night Raw with it. I don't remember a time where I felt like this cruiserweight championship meant more. And and that's saying something, because some pretty high-profile names they threw on that brand to try to give it credibility. Leo Rush and Angel Garza are amazing. Mike, in-ring, uh, body language. The fact that Leo Rush was undone by Angel Garza's pants! <laughs> it came full circle. And the thing is, they made the title the most important thing from the jump, Alex. That's what started yep. all this. It started yep. with the title. Then Angel Garza got Leo's family into it, which gave him a reason to want to fight Angel Garza again. Otherwise, what the hell does he care? Why does he give a damn? All right. No, this oh, is... this ruled! Yeah, this is absolutely... Uh fantastic storytelling for one of your lower tier belts. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird to think of it that way. Cause they, cause the people who are competing for it do not view it that way because that's their championship. So that, that makes a whole lot of sense that way. I mean, the, I, I, I thought this, this whole storytelling was just so, so great. Um, the, the only quibble I've had with Angel Garza is I never liked his finisher. Like, like put, Put somebody's head in your armpit and make them sit down really hard doesn't feel like a like a cruiserweight finisher. But the fact that he had to alter it and turn it into a a, 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 a submission move in order to pull out the victory was also amazing. All these things, everything leading up throughout this thing, the storytelling within the match, the storytelling leading up to the match, the fact that I don't believe either of these men is a heel, like... Leo Rush is like righteously pissed at Angel Garza for Angel Garza taunting him and his family. Angel Garza, as we see, is super over with the crowd and, and is doing his stuff, trying to become the champion, basically for the same reasons that Leo Rush is is the champion for his family and his and his loved ones. Like these two guys have way more in common than they would ever believe. It's one of those things. Like, I, but I also love. That this, the indignance of having to tap out also could turn Leo Rush back heel again. And I mean, like, super cocky Leo Rush is also a great thing. Like, the Cruiserweight Championship, although I disagree with you, I think that it was slightly more important Mm -hmm. during that that tournament when it was vacant after Enzo got the boot. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody in the company, like, everybody on 205 Live wanted that title. And that, that tournament was fire. Go back and watch all those matches. They were amazing. But only slightly below that is now its incarnation in NXT, which I did not think was going to happen. And now it's like appointment viewing anytime that title is up yeah. for even a contender's match on NXT is always amazing. These guys are selling out like crazy. We see Angel Garza propose to his girlfriend in the ring later. And that's what prompted my tweet saying that NXT couldn't be any more unlike Raw. And it's 
so refreshing. Because I don't know if his allegiance as a face or a heel necessarily played into this. I feel like they were going to show that anyway. Like, I just feel like it would have aired. A lot of times I can't tell who the face or the heel is between Garza and Rush. And I don't have a problem with it. Because I know they have conflict. I just want to see them fight each other. And that's cool. I think that one of the things about Full Sail that's interesting is that a lot of these people who were here tonight were in, in the house for all of the other Rush and Garza matches, and they'll be here later. So for them, after seeing Garza's post-victory speech and him proposing to to the girl to the girlfriend, like, now, forget about it. He's super over as a baby face. And so then that's going to change everything, as opposed from you move from place to place to place the different crowds are going to view him differently depending on what they're seeing from him in the moment. And can you imagine telling a story between two wrestlers without having 15 minute promos and cock angles and stuff? Not possible. Isn't it shocking? Shocking that you can let two talented dudes just tell stories in the ring and lead to this point where we're really excited to see it happen. We have video packages from Baszler and Finn Balor. Then we get Cameron Grimes against Raul Mendoza. Go away, Warren. You covered <laughs> AEW tonight. Raul Mendoza I'm... won. And? That's it. Uh, no, no. We get a plug no, no, for no, the no, NXT no, no, year no. end award. What? There's something else that happened. What? Help me out here, Alex. Why did Cameron Grimes lose the match? Uh, because uh... Raul Mendoza was the better man. Yeah. Well, yeah, but um, no, no, hang on. There's a nuance to this. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it, I don't know how much nuance there is. Kushida <laughs> really was in the market for an ugly hat, and he stole one from Cameron Grimes. Well, no. he doesn't have a locker at NXT yet, so he's got to put all his <laughs> shit in something. How dare you two besmirch Kushidad, who last week we were all endeared to him and his his parental stylings. Uh, that not, He coveted the hat did you see what he did when he saw the hat he let his fingers trickle gently on either side of it before raising it up and putting it on his head he wasn't gonna put his dirty jock strap in it sean what's for his head travis banks defeated jackson Riker. i don't know if i saw this one coming no i i guess they're gonna do this up until their worlds collide thing they're gonna have because they had cassius ono who we didn't think think of as uh, uh, like an exchange yeah. student, but I think that every week they're going to have they're going to bring somebody else in, so at least we're familiar with them. If we don't watch NXT UK, we, hey, I saw this so guy beat up are a they bigger taping, dude. Uh, admittedly, uh, I was out when they announced this, but is it going to be a one night event? Is it going to be yeah. one of those things that's taped and they release it? As far as I know, it replaces the Royal Rumble weekend takeover. Like Bad it's going to be live. Bad and they're going to do, yeah. Dakota Kai defeated Mia Yim. Mia Yim cut a promo before this. I, a little, little work done on the promos, I think. Uh, I don't, I don't know. But Dakota Kai ends up picking up the win after taking the top turnbuckle pad off and sending Mia into it, rolling her up. Uh, Dakota Kai is kind of finding herself as a heel still. And it is a work in progress because she's been a babyface for a very long time. What do you think of this, Alex? I mean, I, I, this is this is kind of what I expected. I, I, I feel like Dakota Kai is going to – all these women that she's got to face, 
Candice LeRae first, then Mia Yim, eventually Tegan Knox, probably Rhea Ripley as well. These women that she betrayed uh, at, at, uh, at um, War Games. Um, but I, I always felt like uh, Dakota Kai was going to win all these matches. But via chicanery, she did it versus uh, Candice LeRae. She did it tonight versus Mia Yim. But I also didn't think she was necessarily going to stand tall at the end of everything because Mia Yim was like, oh, no, you didn't, uh, and put her through a table. Apparently, she picked up a pretty bad laceration, needed stitches, I guess, uh, Dakota Kai did. They released that uh, information. So, yeah, I, I mean, this is Dakota Kai winning, but is she really winning? Um, and I, I do feel like she is finding her sea legs as the heel, but but I, I think it's working so far. And I think that a lot of her – like like putting a barely conscious woman in the in the corner and running at her as hard as you can to kick her in the face – is kind of a heel move, you know what I mean? So I think that that her 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 offense also works as a heel as well as a babyface. I'm I'm here for whatever they're doing. Listen, they've got great programs for the women that like several tiers below the championship program. And when can you say that on either of the yeah. you know Monday or Friday shows? Brizongo defeated the Singh brothers. I mean, whatever. I kind of forgot Brizongo were on the brand, and I don't know what brand the Singh brothers are on. And I had people saying, well, they were wearing NXT shirts before Survivor Series. Well, they've been on Raw, like, every week. And I get it. They were 24-7 champions. So that gives it a little bit of leeway. But, man, can't you just adhere to the damn – just tell me what brand they're on. Tell me – Tell me that William Regal told them to get their asses on NXT and stay there or else they would not be there. That's all it takes. It takes one comment from Nigel McGinnis to explain that. Brizongo win. Uh, the highlight of this to me, anytime Brizongo are on are, is whatever Beth Phoenix says. Whatever (laughs) Beth Phoenix says that Brizongo asked her to do, is the best part of these segments. I love that she's only the dits when it comes to talking yes. about Brizongo. Like, it's not like she's doing that for the entire time. It only works. She's only charmed by Brizongo, who and, are the dumbest dudes in the world. And like that they could actually get her to fall for their crap. And it's and not so- even charmed. She thinks she's providing actual analysis. <laughs> like I she thinks it. she's adding to the commentary when she does it, which is amazing. Yeah, I, I want to add that I think that Fandango has low-key one of the best hot tags going right now. Like, in the in the past few matches he's had, he comes in and he's a house of fire. And he's doing some great stuff. Also, pretty sure he gave one of the things brain damage because that powerbomb onto the apron was vicious. Yeah, yeah I love Brizongo. Like, yeah, let's find – we should do, like, a whole a poll of a, a career day for uh, – for Brizongo. Where are they going to be next next week? Love the Rhea Ripley video package. Really dug that. Need to use – they should do this more on the main roster too. Yeah, the Ripley package was great. I also love the Baszler one, and I think they can re-edit it for whenever she comes up to the – comes up, goes over to, to yeah. a main roster show. Because that whole thing of like my dad, like that – it's a very – it's something you can really, really relate to. My dad always said you can tell a lot by the kind of car you drive. And yeah. shows her working on her own car. This is my 1969 Ford Mustang. Everybody else wants to be the brand new, the Tesla, the new thing. I'm old school. And I think all of a sudden you know exactly who this person is in like a couple of minutes. And then you go, okay, now I totally get who this, where this person comes from. I know a little bit about her history, her relationship with her father. That 
that informs me a little bit about why I should decide whether or not I, I like this person and will root for them. Bianca Belair defeated Caden Carter. You know what? I like this. There, there was a lot of kind of establishing and building on this show for, for a few people. And Bianca Belair, uh, back kind of that point where she's getting wins and she wins with the KOD. I, I'm completely fine with this. I like this, Alex. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because it's it, – uh, I, I love that they're, they're putting her they're on TV because I love watching Bianca Belair do stuff. Um, and I, I think Caden Carter has a, has a really bright future in NXT. Um, but it also like goes to so like Bianca Belair built to a point where she's definitely – she has to be included in a, in a War Games team. Like, and she also is part of the Survivor Series team. And then her momentum stops and she has to go back to the beginning and beat lower tiered people before she gets on a roll and maybe challenges Rhea Ripley once Rhea Ripley is the title holder. Like, like at this, at some point, you got to really pull the trigger on yeah. Bianca Belair because she is special. Like, I, I don't know I, where she's going to get the trigger pulled on her, if it's going to be on SmackDown or Raw or on NXT, but push this woman she's amazing i feel this is the third time that we've gone through this rigmarole with bianca uh you know they they push her put her in a big uh, a big match situation and then something happens she doesn't quite work out and then she's back to squash and jabronis i'm uh, i'm a bit fatigued at it and this is not a knock on bianca belair because i love her as well but I'm really, really done with the way they're pushing her, and I don't know what's keeping them from giving her the well, the Rhea Ripley push. But you know what I, you know what I'm talking about, like just yeah. giving her the the momentum to really break through the ceiling that we know that well I mean, that's been established for her, but that we know she can break through. I mean, in in my opinion, if she was on SmackDown, she'd immediately be in the in the top uh, sure. consideration yeah. for the well, title. Like, I think whatever brand she's on, she like we we have those four horsewomen that are anchoring yeah. everything, and yeah. that changed briefly because Ronda was around and Ronda was a big name and yeah. all that. Occasionally, you have Alexa or Carmella slide in there, but as far as the workers go, it's usually those top four. Uh, I think Bianca is. Like kind of in between where Alexa Bliss is and where one of, where any of the horsewomen are as, as far as that's concerned, but her personality puts her over. Also, Alex, please make sure your microphone stops hitting your dumb lights, um, or or whatever it is that that's hitting your 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 lights. <laughs> we uh, see a lot of vignettes throughout the night of the people building up to the main event, but Alex, uh, I like I said, predictable isn't bad when it's good. And yep. what I said last week was Tommaso Ciampa cannot factor into this decision. Yep. It has to be him completely getting, not screwed, but getting denied his opportunity at no fault of his own. He didn't lose yeah. the title. He didn't lose the top contender match. How can he get to this point? Well, Finn Balor pinned Keith Lee. I... Loved this. This was NXT is so good. Mm -hmm. And it and here's the thing. If you missed weeks of NXT TV at a time yeah. before it made USA, you'd be just fine. You'd be yeah. just fine. They've had entire pushes that didn't matter. Uh Warren, you're like this one. Kona Reeves 
you didn't need to watch all those matches. <laughs> the Forgotten Sons, you didn't need to watch all those matches. And I'm, that's yeah. not a shot at them, but there was a lot of stuff on that one-hour show that you just didn't need to watch. Nowadays, this is such a complete wrestling show. It, How I compared Bianca Belair in between Alexa Bliss and the Horsewomen, this is like something in between NWA Power and Monday Night Raw. It's like you've got this wealth of talent, but you have it in a grittier, more basic formula and delivery. It's tried and true. And this match was very exemplary of that. Uh, Alex, what did you think after I showered praise all over it? Well, I mean, no, I, I, I mean, you, you, you go into a match like this between these three talents on this show and you know it's going to be amazing. And of course it is. And, but the thing that I love is that WWE as a whole always does triple threat matches pretty well. But in NXT, they, they, there's a whole other level to it because all these people are, they feel like they're so hungry to win. And everybody who's in a triple threat match, there's not like the weak link who's like, there's no way that guy's going to win. You know, like it, it really felt very um, urgent. And I love that. Um, there's great things of like in the old WWF No Mercy game, there was a, a mechanic that, that was in the game that if a guy was too big, you couldn't do any offensive moves to him. It was just yeah. like it wouldn't let you. Like you couldn't you couldn't backdrop the big show. But in so like and, and I was like kind of Weight a cool detection. thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I love that about Keith Lee in this match. They were like, I'm gonna do the dripping DDT to him. No, you're not. Like it was yeah. just it was just really cool that they did that. Um but uh I, I love the finish and Keith Lee, my dude. That's twice this has happened to you in the span of a month in triple threat matches. Head on a swivel, man. You can't be powerbombing people and just getting kicked in the face. It's not. It's not working out. What I. But I. What I love about NXT is I firmly believe that's going to play into the storyline mm-hmm. for Keith Lee as he moves on, and there will be a triple threat match for a contendership or a title where this is about to happen to him and he avoids it and gets the win anyway because they're so good about paying off that kind of stuff. I, I, I loved it. Uh, Warren, we didn't get to hear from you much about NXT, obviously. Anything that you saw that stood out? I know that, that you had trouble catching the show anyway. Uh, but I did catch uh, I did catch the match here. Uh, I, I caught the overrun. And this is nuts. This is crazy. Is, it's week after week. AEW finishes, so then I can focus entirely on the overrun of NXT. And the minute I'm like, shut one window down, open another one, and 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 full screen, something bananas happens on the NXT show, like the electric chair air raid crash. That's what I led <laughs> into. Not technically a Tower of Doom spot. No, <laughs> you all know how much I hate Tower of Doom spots. This this yeah. this looks really good. Plus, I really like that Tommaso Ciampa is really leaning into using the air raid crash now yeah. since war games. I th- I think that's great. Um, and um, the I I, I agree as well as far, I thought I thought that at least the, the, I I love this match. It was fantastic. The um I, I the the idea here what what I like about the Alex's idea regarding Keith Lee and being Kick. By the way, the ending was perfect and so what exquisitely oh, timed. timed. It oh, was oh. nuts. I love the ending to the match. Yeah. And if and the idea, this is what I like, and it's one of the things I really like about New Japan is that even when 
these these wrestlers lose, we know they're going to fight each other down the road. Well, when the loser always learns something. And this always factors in into the storylines. And NXT is good at that. I agree, Alex. So next time, Keith Lee is going to learn from these mistakes. And next time they are going to try to stomp him, kick him across the face. But it's gonna be he's gonna duck. That's all he's gonna do. He's gonna take Zack Saber Jr.'s advice and duck. And it's gonna work. And it's and 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 that's your story. That's a little element that you'll be able to add into it. Someone asked, they didn't send a super chat, but I'll mention it anyway. Somebody asked if I ever did a Tower of Doom spot when I worked. I was pitched it one time, and I said <laughs> no. I let them do it, and instead I, like, fell off the back and hit a move off the top rope afterwards. It's about psychology, and if everybody else is going to look dumb, I'm not gonna in front of those 100 rabid fans at the Aberdeen River Park in Aberdeen, Ohio. I, I, I got to send out a tweet saying that Sean Ross up was hard to work with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another story for another day. But, Warren, <laughs> you will be here this weekend. You're talking NWA, into the fire. You're talking Ring of Honor Final Battle. Anything you're particularly uh, looking forward to there? The question mark! The question mark. No, no, of course. I'm Trevor looking forward Murdoch. to the question mark. Against Trevor Murdoch, that should actually be a lot of fun. But uh, honestly, all this and and Storm, uh, you know, it's a match that's happened before. But I'm really looking forward to it. I, I mean, these are two seasoned dudes that are just going to lay into each other. It should be a lot of fun. And there's a, you know, they've developed, they've created a pretty good story around it as well. You know, James Storm saying that there's a a conspiracy against them. There's the whole Camille thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. Kristen Ashley says uh, Dakota Kai has a laceration from the match. They said staples were being given to her. It's WWE, so we don't know if it's a work. Here's the hoping that she's okay. Alex, you got Monday Night Raw and SmackDown reviews on Fightful Select. Uh, lately, yep. Alex has been letting me know right before he goes live, and we run those shows live on FightfulSelect.com. Our super chats were a little down tonight. So, hey, guys, if you all want to pony up the dough... Subscribe to Fightful Select. Uh, I don't know how many people that are watching this uh, heard Jimmy Van's Q&A that's out now, but he did announce that hopefully by the end of quarter one 2020, Fightful Select will be off Patreon and on Fightful.com, which gives us a ton more flexibility. It's better for organization. Uh, I can give you more content early. Uh, we're likely going to do one price point across the board that is either going to be the same as our, our lowest or maybe like 5% more or something like that. But, uh, Alex, you got sour graps this week. Yeah. Sour graps this week. We're doing the, the, uh, uh, SmackDown is coming to my town, Milwaukee on Friday and it's the go home show for TLC. And I have no interest in purchasing a ticket for that shit. So <laughs> I, I will be talking about it, uh, afterwards. Uh, because yeah, the the go home show for for the dog food match is not something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> well, I'll be here covering it. Dave Schilling is going to join me. Former WWE writer will be here on Sunday night. I've got UFC this Saturday night. I know some of you aren't uh, that hip to what's going on in UFC, but there, there's a lot going on in that regard. Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. Uh, basically two unbeaten champions in that regard. Covington never lost his interim title. If you're saying, hey, that now, same nouns, or name sounds familiar and I'm not a, uh, an MMA fan, he was on Impact Wrestling a couple years ago. 
You have, quite frankly, the greatest women's fighter of all time, Amanda Nunes, taking on Jermaine Durandamy, who never lost her featherweight title. Uh, you also have Alexander Volkanovsky in a title match against Max Holloway. And then Jose Aldo and Uriah Faber in action. Check that out, guys. Until next time, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. We're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.